You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello there and welcome back to Rebel Cells for our Forces of Destiny recap. I'm your host, Cassie Scutch. Today we will be going over Ewok Escape. And there is so much to talk about. We have Leia, we have Wicket, we have plot hole covering, but we also, in news, have some stuff to talk about with Star Wars Resistance. Obviously last week we had... Uh, the trailer drop, which was really exciting. Um, but today, well, today for me, a couple days ago for you guys, we not only got a poster for the show, but we also had a little featurette um, that was very reminiscent of the Rebels featurette we got before Rebels came out, where we were getting introduced to those characters, which was very nice, and I enjoyed that very much. And if you're following me on Twitter, you know that it definitely eased a lot of my worries about this series. Um, we got to know a little bit more about our characters. We got to know a little bit more about what's going on. We got to see a couple more interesting things. Um, on the poster, uh, something I'd like to note is that our character, Jarek, is not on the poster. However, um, our character, Tora, Tora, uh is however she is not featured in the featurette something I was a little confused about but I'm sure once we get into the show we will see a little bit about what is going on with that I enjoyed the I thought the tagline we had for this poster was uh quite interesting some heroes stick to the plan others just wing it um I think that probably gives us a little bit of insight into kind of the general feeling and vibe of this show. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot more lighthearted um, and definitely going to be a lot less structured and less about war. And they talk about that a lot in the featurette about how, you know, we're not uh, with our typical fighting. Um, the characters we're following in this sh- uh, in Star Wars Resistance are not going to be involved in the main conflict of the 
galaxy, but instead are just trying to make ends meet at this station called Colossus, which I'm sure uh, was mentioned in the trailer, but I did not hear it or I didn't really register that that is uh, what their little port is called, um, but Colossus is that. Um, we got to know a couple of the characters. Um, we got to know Kaz, Tam, Jarek, and Niku. I have no real, like, specific feelings about Kaz and Tam. Uh, Jarek feels a lot like uh, another character we've had in the past. Uh, we have somebody who fought in a previous war and doesn't want to get sucked back in. Um, feel like we can kind of relate that to somebody else that we all know. Uh, who would be our very own Kanan Jarrus, which I thought was kind of interesting how they're kind of keeping to this old um, what they have done before, this kind of same character. And so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens to him, especially because they've also said that he is more of our father character, which is what Kanan was as well. Um so seeing that kind of piques my interest. I want to see what they do with him, what might be different, what might be the same. Um, also, we got Niku, who um, I have a feeling I'm going to be hearing a lot of people online saying that Niku is the new Jar Jar. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Um, however... <laughs> We did get the line from him in our featurette and said, I once had a pet named Lucky that reminded me of home. And then it died. And then I ate it. And that made me laugh. Like, genuinely, it made me laugh. And I, it gave me so much more hope for this uh, new show. If the humor throughout the show is like that, I genuinely think I'm going to enjoy it as not just a Star Wars fan, but as a general entertainment fan. And that makes me really excited. We also got the name Team Fireball, which I thought was cool. Um, I like how we have different groups uh, throughout our different animated series, you know. Uh, each animated series has kind of had their own um, people who are brought together out of different circumstances but kind of become family. Obviously, we got that with Clone Wars with Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Ahsoka kind of becoming some kind of brother and sisters to each other, parental figures, whatever. Um, and then obviously, very much so with Rebels. And so it'll be interesting to see the dynamics here, how they are the same and how they are different from what we've seen in the past. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think, because... There is really only one person who definitively is much older than everybody else, but they have already stated him to be the father figure. We also get a moment where if you're, you, it's not in the main um, video, but if you, if you were really paying attention to that feature right there, we get a glimpse of Leia's character design, which I thought was very similar to what we're getting ready to see in Ewok Escape, um, how she looks there, um, which I just thought was interesting. Obviously, she looks very much like she does in The Force Awakens, complete with the same hairdo, but it was very good to see that um, because I know we've heard about her being um, 
in Resistance, but I hadn't yet seen her design and I I wasn't sure if she was going to be in it a lot or a little bit and I feel like if she was only going to be there for a little bit uh they would not have shown her in this feature right here um something else you notice but isn't really a main feature here is this interesting red trooper we have which I can't I I don't I don't have the slightest idea of what that trooper is I imagine that as Captain Phasma is a captain of the troops, this is another um, head of military here, um, and that maybe he serves the same, he or she, I guess, serves kind of the same purpose as Captain Phasma, but maybe for a different group of troopers. Uh, which could be interesting to see. Um, obviously, it's the same red as a Praetorian, but I don't want to go straight there um, and think and 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 go straight there and make that assumption because obviously the armor is much different. But it is the same kind of hue of red um, for the trooper. Also, something that warmed my heart a little bit to see on this uh, on this video on YouTube is the. <laughs> This is a little stupid, but uh, the like to dislike ratio was, was much, uh, there were more likes than dislikes um, on the feature right here, which cannot be said about the trailer, which makes me feel better. I was going through the comments and a lot of people felt the exact same way about this feature as I did, is that we're getting more information, so it's kind of making us feel a little bit more comfortable with our new characters and with our new story. So it was really nice to see that that I'm not the only one who feels the same way. The more information we're getting, the better we feel, the more at ease we are. Um, because again, I was I very, you know, cautious about this new series, but I think that with all the new information we've gotten, um, I can safely say that I'm very excited uh, for this show to start um, October 7th on Disney Channel. I forget what time, but... Uh, I can't wait for that to come up. It's gonna be what month, month now, couple, a little bit more than a month away. Um, so that's, uh, gosh, I can't wait. Like, can't wait. So much going on this next year in Star Wars animation. Obviously, we're gonna get Clone Wars uh, here probably next fall. Gosh, it's just we have so much going on. It's it's amazing. Uh, Wow. I'm just thinking about it now. I'm so excited. Anyway, so, so excited. Um, but let's go ahead and get on to our recap of Ewok Escape. Upon meeting Wicket, Leia wishes to find her friends whom she was separated from. However, Wicket has other plans and quickly runs off, and Leia is left with no choice but to follow him. Wicket leads Leia to where two of Wicket's Ewok friends are being held captive by stormtroopers. The pair watch from behind a tree as the stormtroopers terrorize the little creatures. Leia, seeing the stormtrooper roughly disarm one of the Ewoks, boldly declares that they have to help Wicket's friends. However, once again, Wicket is one step ahead and begins climbing a nearby tree, narrowly making it to the top. As the stormtroopers continue to terrorize the Ewoks, Wicked springs a trap, dropping a rope ring around the two stormtroopers and jumping back off of the tree, keeping a hold of the rope. 
The force of Wicket's drop ties the rope around the troopers and pulls them up to the treetop. Once Wicket is back on the ground, though, he cannot withhold the weight of the troopers. Leia looks on as the rope pulls Wicket back up the treetop and drops the troopers. The rope stops and leaves both Wicket and the troopers hanging midway up the tree. As the troopers fire on Wicket, Leia leaps up and grabs a hold of Wicket and uses her weight to pull the troopers back up to the top. The troopers hit the top of the tree and fall back to the ground with one of Wicket's friends catching the troopers' blaster. The three Ewoks then bring Leia to their village, and as repayment for her heroics, they gift her a garb dress. Leia dresses herself in the Ewok garb, and the Ewoks admire her new look. Leia jokingly asks if the dress comes with a spear, and to her surprise, the Ewoks hand one over. Just like I said at the beginning, top of the show how great is this we get leia we get the ewoks we get that little time bit there to tell us exactly how leia had gotten to the ewoks village and how she got that dang dress um because we never got an explanation for that (laughs) we were kind of just all led to assume that oh it's princess leia she probably has an extra dress packed somewhere with her um And I'm glad that it was a gift and it wasn't just her carrying a dress around. I like how that was an added bonus, but we will get there in a second because that is at the end of our episode, obviously. Um, This episode takes place during Return of the Jedi after Leia is um, separated from Luke and Han. Um, And at the beginning of this episode, Leia is only interested in going back to find them. Obviously, Wicket uh, does not uh, share the same goals as her, and he knows where the Empire is, what the Empire is doing, and how the Empire is treating his friends, and I'm sure he knows that maybe he isn't quite able to protect his friends uh from the stormtroopers but with the help of another uh human or from a human um and a creature larger than himself he might be able to take them on which he does um Obviously, she is very, uh, she very confused and worried as Wicket goes to attack the Imperials, but quickly catches on and realizes that she needs to help, even though that wasn't her original intention. Um, it was just was it wasn't her original intention when she followed Wicket wherever he was going. That being said, it was interesting to see. Uh, how the Imperials were treating the Ewoks because I don't think we got that quite as much during Return of the Jedi. It was very uh, ironic hearing them speak about how primitive the Ewoks are but then terrorizing them for having a weapon which was a rock on a stick. It was just a spear. It wasn't even that, it didn't even look sharp. While the stormtroopers themselves have blasters, and then I loved the end when the stormtroopers uh, fall back to the ground and we get one of their blasters flying straight into an Ewok's hand. Uh, and I, It was kind of funny to see an Ewok with a blaster. Um, He looked very surprised when it landed in his hand. Um, I I also liked, we got a different 
portrayal of the Ewoks usually, well, not usually, but they are usually, gosh, I keep saying usually, in Return of the Jedi, um, they are a little terrifying looking, and I never really liked the Ewoks because they kind of scared me. Um, but obviously here in the Forces of Destiny episode where we get the animation instead of having to use um, real life puppets or costumes, um, they're able to uh, make the Ewoks appeal a little bit more towards the audience that they are were meant to appeal towards. Um, so they're looking more like teddy bears. They're quite cute. Um, so it's it was a great um, way for them to show the Empire being as evil as they are because they really emphasized uh, how adorable the Ewoks are and then how the Empire was antagonizing them um, because they basically weren't doing anything. They weren't posing any kind of threat to um, the Empire aside from just living there where the Empire was trying to build and take over. I guess that is most of the conflicts that it's most of the conflicts the Empire has other than um, with the rebellion is being unaccepting to other species um, and those who live on a planet that they are trying to use for themselves uh, their inability to accept them, uh, accept that. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see there because it's also giving more of a, we're seeing more about how the empire treats who it is with, who it is around, what's happening there. Because the empire kind of has a, if you're not with me, you're against me kind of philosophy. Obviously it's what Anakin said. They have that kind of philosophy, so they're really unable to go and see that maybe somebody isn't, if they're not helping you, that doesn't exactly mean that they're trying to hurt you. And so um, they have a lot of problems there while they're trying to use planets. And it's it's something we've seen throughout uh, Star Wars, especially with animation. Obviously, that's what was happening on Lothal during Rebels. And so this was kind of... A little bit better of an example of like how the Empire treats um, everyday folks, everyday people in day-to-day -day life um, when they are invading their planet or area and it helps us kind of understand uh, how the Empire is bad and like where the re rebellion is coming from. It also gives our character a reason to act obviously and Leia obviously couldn't, she couldn't sit there, sit by and watch what was happening to the Ewoks happen because they were being treated unfairly and they were being treated like they were criminals even though they were not um, and they were being terrorized and that's uh, not okay. And I don't think anybody would think that that was okay unless that's what you're being trained in a military school. And so Leia stepped in and tried to stop it and did stop it, helped to stop it um, with friends. And I think that's a that's a kind of a theme we've got here with um, Forces of Destiny is working together with your friends um, because maybe you can't do something on your own. And maybe 
at yourself, you might not be strong enough to complete something, but maybe with somebody else, you will be able to. Um, and that's something that is good to teach kids. And so I'm glad that that is a part of Forces of Destiny. And I think it's a good part of Star Wars as a whole, because I feel like definitely that's something that has been stressed very heavily throughout the history of Star Wars. And I think that uh, that's why we always get teams of people. Obviously here at the end, we, again with the filler that we get from uh, Forces of Destiny and the extra information we get to enhance uh, the movies and media that is already out there, we get how Leia got back to the Ewok village. Or, well, we didn't really get that, but we got kind of her on the way. But we got how she found that dress, which was never something that I thought about until now. But it definitely is weird that she just all of a sudden has a new dress in Return of the Jedi. So it was interesting here to see uh, the Ewoks gifting this to her. Um, I'm wondering why they had a human-sized dress uh, just laying around. I don't know if maybe they made it. Or maybe uh, it was left there by somebody, possibly somebody who they ate, because we know that uh, Ewoks kind of have eaten a couple stormtroopers and tried to eat a couple stormtroopers with uh, Han coming in and saving the day with help of Hera, but we'll get there later on. Yeah, I don't know where that dress came from, but it was cool that we got it. I love at the end here when we have Leia asking um, if the dress comes with a spear, uh, because I think that is great for, it, it's, it's, it's a joke, and it's kind of cute, but it's also, uh, reinforcing some of the lessons that Forces of Destiny is trying to talk about, and I feel like a broken record talking about this, but I think it's really important, um, in teaching girls that it's not just about the dress, uh, that you can have your weapon too, uh, and I, I think that's kind of spot on, uh, the the way they handled that at the end there. Um, and I thought it, I th I just thought it was cute. Obviously, Leia is a character that we've seen throughout. Uh, she's she's transformed throughout the Star Wars. Uh, throughout Star Wars, um, we we. We started out and she was a princess and and she was a little little prissier and if you go back and you read the Leia Princess of Alderaan book you know she's a lot less um, ready for adventure and throughout the original trilogy you know she becomes more more of a military leader than she originally was uh, and that's something that she evolved into which I thought was great. And then obviously once we get um, to the sequel trilogy, she is a she is an old military leader as well as now a general, the general of the resistance, which is just great. And it, this, so this part here where she asks for the spear is great. She, because it's kind of giving us, we're seeing here like her being a girl who wants to fight and somebody who wants to fight and someone who is is a warrior by nature and is part of this. And I think that's great and I think it's a great part of her personality and I think it's a great lesson to any girl that you can do whatever you want and you know being strong is not just for the boys uh, it's for the girls too and I, I just love that part. Little story that has to do with this but also doesn't um 
I follow, I don't know why, but I follow Kim Kardashian on Twitter and she had posted something about how she wants to get into podcasts and people should comment what she should listen to. So obviously I jokingly uh, commented Rebel Cells and Matt saw this and he tweeted back at me and said, yes, our next episode is going to be about Star Wars fashion. And then I started working on this episode and it made me laugh because (laughs) this episode kind of like we do we have a dress in there so like we can call this our star wars fashion episode it may i don't it made me laugh um but that's just matt we got our fashion um but i think that's gonna do it for this week uh sorry school just started so i'm a little scatterbrained currently um but thanks for listening and as always you can stay up to date with all the latest in star wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on twitter at rebels podcast you can also follow me on twitter at cassie scutch that's c-a-s-s-i-e-s-c-u-t-c-h and of course we're part of the thunderquack network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you'd like to support us you can do that in one of two ways first by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch or by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and oh thunderquack and pledging your support your monthly pledge gives you access to cool exclusives like the thunderquack podcast and the thunderquack group on facebook um thank you guys so much for listening and we'll be back next week with padawan path